0: Stay tuned, Connect with Damien and Amanda is about to start.
1: Join us as we cover inspiring topics on health, healing and transformation.
0: We have both lived and breathed transformation in our own lives as practitioners and also the patient. So we'd love to inspire you so that you can empower yourself on your journey to health and happiness.
1: The information shared on the show is general information and should not be used to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease and is not substitute for professional healthcare advice. Always check with your practitioner before you apply anything discussed on our show. So buckle up, strap yourself in and open up your third eye
0: because we're here to help you to connect with Damien and Amanda.
1: All right, so here we go. Lockdown 2.0 for Melbourne. Can
0: you believe it? Wow.
1: Very, very, very surreal this year.
0: Isn't it? And this second time in lockdown, do you reckon it feels a little bit different to the first one?
1: Hugely different.
0: Why? Why do you think?
1: Uh, I think the first time around. I think I had time to prepare for it. I think you knew it was coming. Whereas this one, you know, with us at work, we just got some momentum back in the clinic again for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and we're back in again.
0: And it's like we, we sort of know what it was like. We had an experience of it. And the fact that it's happened again, which I don't think many people anticipated the second wave would actually come. And now that it's here, it's almost a little bit doomy and gloomy. Yeah, isn't it? It's that,
1: I really like that idea of that. We're very internally optimistic. So we don't think this won't happen to me. This can't happen to mm. me in my part yeah. of the world. Yeah. Whereas the rest of Australia at the moment is sort of, they're doing something very different to what we are.
0: It's true. That's so true. we're
1: in isolation in a lot of ways, which is, which is very interesting. Very but I, interesting. I think there's a lot to talk about with this sort of stuff as well. Uh, one of the things, obviously, we're coming to you live now or we're recording via Zoom, which is something I actually didn't think we'd be doing when I planned out this podcast at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah. We're, it's the way we're
0: pivoting, isn't it? Yeah. And
1: considering our treatment rooms are right next door to each other, yet today we're recording via Zoom.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's how we're going to have to do it for now. But, you know, it could turn out to be quite cool having this on video for yeah. our
1: followers. So you've got a really interesting topic you want to talk about today and introduce, and I've been looking forward to talking about this one for a while. So why don't you sort of take the reins now and introduce the uh, the pineapple effect?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's very um, it's very fitting for what we're going through. So I'm hoping today's podcast is, is going to be a tool that can help us all get through, um, you know, immense change that we're all going through. Because as much as there is so much out of our control that we perceive at the moment, um, we have to focus on the positive and we have to focus on what is in our control. And what is in our control is how we react. And so um, it's called the pineapple effect. And you'll see my gold pineapple back here. Yeah, that's um, cool. How cool is it? Yeah, it so great. I have it's my prop in my house that reminds me to catch myself in the moment. Now the pineapple effect, it started way back when my twin sister, Nicole and I created a word that would defrag us in the moment where we had to reset because we are polar opposites. You know, she's the yang to my yin. I say that because she's an eyebrow tattooist and an amazing one at that. And I do inner work with my career, which is, you know, the kinesiology and the emotional spiritual work. So she's the yang to my yin. And because we are, very opposite in our personalities how we see the world um sometimes we aren't going to see things in the same way but we still need to respect that and you know being siblings and the usual um sister stuff and twin stuff we just needed a word as we started to grow up and you know become adults you know we realized and evolved on our own human journey we realized we really do want to get along you know And you've got to work at it like every other relationship. You really need to be conscious in your relationship. So the pineapple word for us became a word that helped us to go, stop, you're doing it again. Or remember what we said, we're going to always, yeah. And you can do that in relationships. You can do that with just with yourself. Like I use the pineapple effect just for myself. I wear a wristband as well. This is what I give my clients, a wristband that says I'm enough. And that's another way to do the pineapple effect. So The pineapple effect um, is is an opportunity um, to catch ourselves in the moment when we go off path because, you know, we're either in one or two pathways, predominantly either a survival and stress pathway or we're in growth and repair. And the effective um, thing about catching yourself in the moment um, is you, you know, you do always have a choice of how you respond. And if you catch yourself in the moment and you find yourself going off path into more of a stressful negative spiral, which I'm sure many people can relate to at the moment where Mm. you're you're trying to be positive, you're using all the tools, you're doing all the meditations, you know, all the journaling, but you just find this time might be really hard for you. Um, The pineapple um, as a word, pineapple, can be an opportunity to really dive deeper and choose how you want to respond. And even if you go down a path of, you know, negative in a dialogue, for example, you can reverse that and stop and choose a new reaction. So mm. that's what the pineapple effect is about.
1: So with you and Nicole, where did the word pineapple come from? Because that's the part that stands out to me. When you get to <laughs> yeah. so, oh, the pineapple effect, it was like pineapple, like I think of SpongeBob sometimes actually <laughs> in my head as well. But yeah, where did, where did pineapple come from?
0: I don't know it was really random I think it was um it was such a random word and I think it came from a funny joke of you know safe words that can be used (laughs) and it's just not we're not using it in that way but it was um, it was just a word that was just so random, and th- I think there's a deeper story, but I honestly can't remember.
1: Yeah, do you remember that Seinfeld episode where he says "serenity now"? Do you remember that one where um, no. George's dad? Ah, oh, so it reminds Remind me of that me. too, like that just that code word of like you said that has that trigger word. But yeah. you also said before um, "defrag," like that word's yeah. quite interesting too. So, what does the defrag mean to you? So you've you've got this pineapple effect, like you've, you say pineapple. And yep. then you're talking about doing a defrag. Some people might be thinking of like their computer hard drives and the and the defrag, but what does that mean no, to you? No, no,
0: definitely. So yep. what it means to me is um, you know, to reorganize the chaos, to mm. create a new pattern, to change your habits.
1: Yeah, which is exactly what we're doing now. Right now, we're trying to yeah. reorganize the chaos. So we went from you know, our, our ordered organization of our daily commute to work and our nine to five or whatever it might be and our, our kids yeah. going to school and back. And all of a sudden we've got that thrown into chaos. So chaos. right now we need some time just to create that order. And again.
0: survival chaos yeah. as well. Like how am I going to eat? How am I going to earn money for, for the people that have lost their jobs mm. or have dramatically reduced income? You know, we're going through that as health practitioners where yeah it's 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 on on top of that survival there's there's a lot of chaos and all of our routines are thrown out the window but there's also that survival stuff going on so it's more important than ever to have a way that you catch yourself so you don't go too far into the negative because when we focus on what we want we are calmer and we are, our brains are better able to notice more opportunities of how to navigate our way out of this. Yeah. Whereas when we focus on the negative, it's like you put on negative lenses and then all you see is what your the negative that you're assuming will happen. And we entertain worst-case scenarios when we're stressed, just to plan, just to make sure. And, you know, sometimes that's the worst thing you can do You don't need to prepare for survival. Your body knows how to survive instinctively. So today's podcast can be the message really is how can you throw that out the window as hard as it is because we're designed to survive. It's going to take a lot of conscious effort and the word pineapple brings us into the conscious moment where we can stop and be calmer and in our most more creative and innovative state. That's what it's about. And then you'll put different lenses on which is focusing on what you want, assuming best case scenario and you know how we set up our morning is so critical um, to, to really start thinking that. And then when you think that, you'll start believing it. And what you believe is what matters. Now, our reactions are a mirror image of what we're believing. So let your reactions um, be an opportunity for you to go and check in. What am I actually believing about my circumstances or what's going to happen in the future? And if it's... Um, uh, you find that you're reacting in a, in a like with fear, or you're over preparing, or you're over buying at the supermarket, yeah. or if you're, yeah, you're you're just, you know, when you're stressed, then that's a, I think that's a real clue that you're actually believing you're not okay, and that's when that inner you know, conflict comes in, you know, and you're not going to be able to make your goals come true because you're not believing in yourself or what's possible, and we want to shift that and align what we um, what we're wanting in our lives and particularly with our future to you know to recover from this financial crisis to stay well in the pandemic Um, as soon as you start believing that that's possible you're going to notice more opportunities around you to make that happen but the most important thing about that is it creates harmony in our body and that's when we will fire growth and repair pathways instead of prioritizing survival and stress
1: yeah, absolutely. And for those that are a little bit more interested in the anatomy and physiology of the brain of what's going on when we do this, when we go into those survival stress patterns that you were talking about before and we we move out of the pineapple effect, we move out of mindfulness, we mo- move out of the present moment, we go back to the part of our brain, the amygdala, which is that survival and stress part that you spoke about. Now, if all of our blood flow and our neurology is firing from there, your amygdala trying to protect you is actually going to find like five or six negatives to every one positive. Now that's its job because it's trying to keep you alive. So that's where, when you talk about this pineapple effect, we need to stop, break that circuit, be more mindful, be more present. And then that's what brings our blood flow, you know, back to the prefrontal cortex and we've got our now time thinking and we definitely make better decisions Yeah. Uh, So there is a huge, you know, neurology to this as well. So that's what I love about, you know, the pineapple effect and uh, mindfulness and all these things that we can do is they actually really work on a, you know, on a biological level.
0: Yeah, physiology. Mm. I I did this uh, wonderful uh, webinar uh, the other night, Dr. Libby Weaver, she did one on sleep and she reminded me, um, she she talks about this a lot, the survival pathways, and when we do catch ourselves in that moment when we're wanting to come back into the moment to be in a more calm state, what you can do, uh, and she talks about this a lot, is simply diaphragmic breathing, so really breathing in, filling out your lungs and your diaphragm, but when you breathe out, breathe out slower, so almost take double the time to breathe out, pushing your belly button back to your spine, and that sends a message to our brain, I'm safe because you can't do that when you're running from a predator. Yeah. (laughs) Deep deep breathing. Yeah. And that changes our physiology. So that's another thing you can do when you use the word pineapple.
1: Yeah. And that brings us back into the parasympathetic system. So we've spoken about this on other podcasts, but you know, you've got the sympathetic system, which is more of that fight flight. And then when we do the, uh, the out breath, so what you should do is a a one to two ratio. So let's say you breathe in for four seconds You want to breathe out for eight seconds, as you were describing before, and then that helps to shift out of that sympathetic system back into that parasympathetic system. And, you know, a lot of research has shown you actually need about six breaths to do that. So you can actually shift your physiology that quick. Remember that old saying, take a deep breath? Yeah. Well, I think, I think it should be take six deep breaths (laughs) Yeah. and that Brings your, yeah, it's enough to bring your physiology back into more of a parasympathetic uh, nervous system state And and bring us more back into a, as you say, like a growth and repair and out of that survival and stress state.
0: She also said that lying on your back with your legs up against the mm. wall forces you to do that diaphragm breathing yeah. too, which is another cool technique. Yeah, so,
1: it's a lot harder yeah. to do sitting up. So laying down if you want to really... And one of the things I often get clients to do is I'll put a water bottle on my belly button or get them to put yeah. a water bottle and then you rise the, the water bottle because you'll find a lot of people are shallow breathers. Like they'll, you know, that first two-thirds of the breath should come from the lower belly and the diaphragm, the last third from up in the chest. But you'll find a lot of people are just breathing from that upper part of their chest they actually don't get down into their diaphragm so yeah absolutely i think that's a huge thing to be doing right now do you
0: know what a really cool challenge would be is if everyone um just for the next month um you know every time you want to check your phone and scroll like just stop and do the, do that diaphragmic breathing mm. if we did that every time we were on our phone our systems would be more programmed to to be calmer and we would start believing that we're more safe even just on that deep subconscious level. And that would open up so much. you become, we become more creative. We think of solutions, we're happier you know, when you're on holiday and you really feel like your nervous system is just totally <laughs> in rest, you know, when you just like get to Queensland or whatever, yeah, <laughs> one yeah. day we'll get yeah. there. When you're so it just <laughs> pretends like by the time it gets to November, December, and we actually oh, even just imagining right now getting on a plane and going somewhere warm is making me feel so relaxed on the inside. But, you know, just that real deep exhalation and you just know you're, you're switching off. Mm. So do that instead of scrolling on your phone and getting immersed in, you know, um, social media or whatever, like just stop and use pineapple as a
1: word for you,
0: just Mm. for you even, you know.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and exactly right because a lot of the social media, you'll follow a certain narrative and sometimes you need that mindfulness to pull you out of that narrative and bring you back to, okay, what's actually really going on right now so rather than anticipated stress about the future and things that might happen because the brain's not really good at working out you know, what might happen. It's it's better used to going, right, what do I have control over right now? What needs my undivided attention right now? What can I focus on? That's, That's right. how our brain works a lot better rather than trying, because it's like trying to be a fortune teller. You're trying to predict the future. yeah. Using your brain more for the present moment, It's it's a better use of its resources.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a great tool because during this trying time, you know, we're all going to be challenged and we are really going to learn what we're made of. So you want tools that remind you you're okay.
1: Yeah, so if we think about now, like, how do we use these tools in, like, the stress of a pandemic? So I'm going to share myself a couple of things that I've definitely been doing over the last week that I felt I needed to do. But if you want to go first, you can, by all means. No, 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 please, please. Yeah, yeah. So I think... What I actually, you know, I use that pineapple effect, you know, over the last week, it was like, okay, right. Be mindful what's going on around me. What needs my undivided attention? What do I need to focus on right now? So the first thing I always do is stick to routines. Yeah. So, you know, you want to try and keep things as, as normal as possible. So this is even yeah. like when we had that first lockdown Uh, There was a lot of parents that were having their kids uh, get up, get dressed into their school uniform, do their homeschooling because it does help with sticking to that routine, which is quite interesting. So the kids still feel like there's some momentum and there's, you know, things are quite, you know, quite normal. So it doesn't feel too chaotic. So that's one thing I've been doing now. It's trying to keep my routine. So for me, you know, a lot of those things are what we were talking about. Like I've been doing a lot of breath work. I've been doing my meditation. I've been making sure I exercise all of those things that help keep me centered, I think, are actually more important to do now. Yes.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because it's, I it's agree.
1: a lot of your tools. It's it's more do they hold up under the worst possible circumstances? And that's what it's like now. It's like, okay, so I can exercise, I can journal, I can meditate, I can do all that when everything's, you know, going rainbows and unicorns. But when, you know, we get a bit of a downward spiral and a bit of chaos like it is now, can I actually still keep all those positive practices that I do? And that can be a real challenge.
0: That's exactly right. I um, I was, um I actually saw this article of this lady who wrote, um, the, you know, it's easier to do all those things when we're, you know, you know, we've got time and space. But the real work, life work, is now when you're really, really busy or going through something extremely stressful or experiencing immense change. Doing, yeah, doing that practice is life work, and that's what it's all about. How can you? That's a really good idea. What else do you do? So you keep up your routines.
1: Yeah. So the the other one that I love is from Jordan Peterson's book Twelve Rules for Life, and one of his oh, yeah. rules is clean up your room. Yeah. So clean up your room. It it sounds interesting or it sounds a bit, uh, what's that? But what he's saying is that when you take care of your immediate environment, you can then move on to bigger challenges. That's right. So, you know, your room can be a reflection of yep. what's, you know, what's going around. Is its it, is it organised? Is it chaotic? So, yeah. obviously, for us, I mean, I've got three kids. They're about to start homeschooling again tomorrow. Uh, you know, my daughter still does her online gymnastics training. So... And I've still got my work like us doing this sort of stuff that we've had to reorganize our whole house and, you know, clean up your room. Like we've had to get all this structure and organization for how this next six weeks sort of plays out for us. So rather than I, rather than worrying about all the what ifs and future projecting what might happen, I went back to, you know, keeping my routines, cleaning up, you know, cleaning up my room as a, as a metaphor um, you know, so then it, that allows me to tackle all the other things that are going on. So the environment yeah. just, you know, even yeah. even just yesterday, I spent a lot of time just reorganizing things, creating a workflow for, you know, how all this is going to work. So Good. Good. But a lot of those things, when you feel in control, you're less likely to go back to those, you know, survival and stress pathways
0: exactly and it's like making your bed in the morning as well like it translates across to your other choices for the rest of the
1: day yeah and my other one I've been doing I've been creating boundaries so and but that's really also knowing what I can do or what's possible during this time as well so it's almost a bit like a to delete list it's like well trying to do that might be like climbing a mountain right now, or it might just be, you know, it's just not going to work. So being able just to let go of that. So, you know, creating boundaries has been something that I've, um, you know, right. I've spent well, a bit time. of time over. The last. So there's sort of three things just in the last week. It's helped me sort of recenter, feel like, you know, I've got some flow back, which is, you know, what we want to be productive and creative and just make yeah. sure everything happens over the next period. So what about yourself? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're really great tools. I'm actually going to do the clean up my room thing. I think that's a good idea. I just looked it over there. Like, oh, that's a really good idea. Um, so yeah, I um, I honestly don't know what I would do without my meditation and journaling. Mm. I'm so glad that I kept it up when times were easier because now it's just a, 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 a it's a part of me, like brushing my teeth. And so and I've really used it. And I've seen how the work, the amazing work that it can be for you in these times where you need to automatic write or you just need to get worst case scenarios out of your head and write them down so you can, because when I'm going through something or I'm stressed, it's a little bit of chaos. And then it's a way for me to reorganize that on paper, um, a regurgitation and then, mm. you know, <laughs> categorization. Yeah. And then, so I journal and I meditate every single morning. Um, but what I've really added in this time is I'll take time at the end of my meditation to um, visualize what the day may look like in best case scenario, um, what the week ahead, what what the month or the next six months ahead. And I imagine best case scenarios. And then I sometimes, if I'm having a really difficult day, I'll get up in character You know, I asked myself, what would you wear? How would you walk? How would you talk if you became this person and all these visions came true? And so I immersed myself like an actress in a movie. And I always have a better day when I consciously, deliberately live my life like that.
1: How long does that morning routine take you?
0: I really make time to go slowly in the morning. I need that. I naturally wake up anywhere between uh, 5.30 and 6.30. So either it'll be 5.30 or it'll be 6 or it'll be 6.30. And and I start with, you know, hydration. I need to drink lots of water with usually some magnesium. Um, And then I'll um, go back to bed after I've fed Henry, my dog, yeah, yeah. and I'll go back to bed and um, I'll watch something positive on YouTube. I love watching, you know, just, you know, Super Soul Sessions with Oprah or, you know, um, Jay Shetty, loving Jay Shetty at the moment and, um, you know, stuff like this, podcasts um, that are on video and just seeing what's out there, anything positive. Then I will journal um, in bed because I've got it next to my bedside table so I never forget. And, um, and then I'm writing my intentions and evoking that in the morning and um, remembering what is good and what I'm grateful for. And then I, you know, make sure I wash my hair and try and get dressed, you know, that routine, like yeah. really sort of. You know, I'm always wearing tracksuits. I just can't remember what it, I can't remember wearing jeans. I just, I mean, they're so uncomfortable now, but I'm sure that'll change that was eventually. That was one of
1: our biggest dramas in the last <laughs> lockdown is that we didn't have enough tracksuit pants to get through the six weeks. Yeah, so it was like, yeah. yeah. There was the, to, the toilet paper shortage and the tracksuit pants shortage.
0: Have you seen how much it's a fashion trend now? Like just tracksuits, like loungewear, it's, it's what every store is selling. Isn't that and what
1: Paris Hilton always did? Didn't she wear those Oh, pink, yeah, pink the velour ones. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I might try some of those. I look like Austin Powers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but honestly, I've got tracksuits in every colour now and um, I love them. They're so comfortable. But then obviously I'll try and wear a nice top. Um, and then I'll... Um, and then sometimes I meditate either before or after my morning walk. So I'll make my breakfast and Henry and I then go for a walk and um, either I'll meditate just before. It depends how I feel. Like I really um, need that time at, at least between 10 and 20 minutes. Where And when I meditate, it's not just about emptying and washing my mind and having quiet time. It's really about reorganising my chi because mm. as kinesiologists, um That's how I, it's also how I visualize. So I'll reorganize the chi in my body, access it from the base and, you know, maybe bring it up my spine through all the chakras and then I'll um, tap into my higher self, Mm. which is actually something you've taught me so well as well, is how to do, grab the energy and then let that tap into my higher self. And, and, and I imagine I'm almost sitting on top of a mountain because when we see our life and our circumstances, which is an al- another way to use the word pineapple, mm. you're, you're, you're coming out from seeing things from that lower ground level where we're merely reactive and we don't really understand everything and why it's happening. All you can see is what's in front of you. But if you can pull out and see things from a bird's eye perspective, you have a wider view and a greater understanding, a higher understanding. You can connect the dots and that allows us to surrender a little bit more and to Forgive and to heal mm. when we can have that bird's eye perspective,
1: and even even though it might sound a little bit sort of spiritual or esoteric, doing those things, the brainwave changes you get from those meditative states help with you know peak states with with flow, with performance. Your cognition's yeah. better, your creativity's better, your problem solving skills are better. So there's so much flow on effect for then how that you you take that brainwaves or you take that resonance or essence whatever you want to call it, that vibration how you actually mm. take the amanda into the day mm. it makes a huge difference for how you just navigate the world
0: i know because i'm using words like chi and energy and it is very spiritual but it's also it's very yeah. very biochemical yep. exactly there's definitely um, both
1: to it yeah
0: we're just I'm, I'm just essentially giving my mind and body the best environment to choose growth and repair instead of survival and stress and i know i'm going to be more creative i'm going to be calmer And I'm gonna be happier. And my. What more could you want? (laughs) Yeah, well, we really need that. So it's a time to reset. And there have been days where I've been really, really overwhelmed with, you know, completely transforming the business from scratch into something new and uh, not fully from scratch, but you know what I mean. And oh, this is a brand new project, this podcast, which I'm really enjoying. But you know what? We push ourselves out of our comfort zone more when there's a bit of fear. And you've spoken about how fear can be healthy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, fear can be really healthy and force us to lean in to life and situations. And that's where whenever I've been a little bit scared about a new direction in life, um, it usually leads me onto a miraculous path I really never thought of that ends up being the best thing that ever happened to me.
1: Yeah. And I've heard you speak about that even in just some other channels when I've seen either some podcasts or other things that you've been doing. When you've spoken about this being an opportunity, like this time now being an opportunity. So obviously, like it just is. to give people some perspective for a great deal of this year now, you and I actually legally haven't been able to work. Correct. So, you know, we we've had our bread and butter of our, you know, our clinical practice. It's, it's quite an interesting time for us that. You know, to be told you can't go to work is actually yeah. You know, and, and I'm the type of person who doesn't like being told what to do. Like the rebel yeah. comes out when I get told what to do. Yeah, but, yeah. But in essence, from what you were saying before, is that you've spoken a lot through. You know, and I'm not just talking about now. I'm talking about even back to March that you've spoken a lot about there being opportunities for growth at the moment. So when we talk about you know what happens when we get these people or us or whoever, we're getting stuck in our story. What do you think is some of the ways we can use this pineapple effect sort of to to break out of that story of, you know, we're going to hell in a handbasket?
0: We always have a choice, you know. I remember in any of my darkest hours there's a moment where you know inside of you something talks to you, whether it's your higher self or your inner self or whatever it (laughs) is, it's just something calls you and you understand that you have a choice in that moment to either do what you usually do. Or um, go into more of a victim state, and or you just want to keep things the same, so I'm just going to live here,
1: safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Or you choose to rise above, or elevate, or you know, these are all the different ways we can talk about it with different analogies. But really, um, you know, I I I think that now is an opportunity to change any habit. It could be quitting smoking. It could be gaining or losing weight, whatever you're trying to do. It could be, um, you know, ending a relationship or starting a new one or um, becoming a mother or whatever the change is um, that you've been wanting to make in your life or um, altering a habit. Because so many of our routines are thrown out the window, it is an opportunity just to use that um, as leverage to mm. um Because the brain is going to be more open to um, new pathways, and you can probably speak better than me on on biochemically and physiologically how that works.
1: Mm. No, no, I think you've I think you've sort of nailed it there. I think the what's being what's interesting, and even with myself at the moment, is like having that mindfulness, that pineapple effect of when I'm getting stuck in the past or maybe when I'm overanalyzing the future, which is a big one for a lot of people at the moment. Um, And then like what you said before, being aware of all that unnecessary dialogue, I think they're they're sort of the three that you see. And we call that switching in kinesiology of the brain where we can get sort of switching where everything gets stuck in the past and it's just trying to navigate the world through that past experience or we're projecting to the future of like, you know, I'll be happy when all this is over or whatever it might be. And again, we're either going back to the past or we're projecting to the future and we're still, we're not present. We're not practicing that presence.
0: And right now, in the moment, everything is fine. Mm, If we just think of right now and we're going to discover... So many things about ourselves and with the law of the of polarity, as hard as this time is, on the other side of it, I promise you, after any really, really, really difficult time I've been through, there is immense joy that balances it out. Yeah. We will be more grateful for the little, little little things in life again. And you can't buy that and you can't teach it. It just emerges inside of you after you've gone through a really dark time. You will reset what matters to you. You'll, people might be noticing at the moment that their friendships are changing, the, uh, their connections are changing, and that's because everybody's dealing with this time differently. Some people el- are elevating and and shifting their vibrational frequency for lack of a better word and you know some people and that's not right or wrong how people are reacting but we're just changing and so just go with it um just you know you will discover gifts about yourself if you create space during this mm. time and it's an opportunity to do less because we always feel so guilty to do less you know in this hustle and bustle world of things yeah. that we need to achieve and get done use this time to do what you need to, but also to really take that time to just stop and to connect, be with yourself, be with your family, um, be with your kids in ways that you never really usually had time for before. And who knows what we're going to create in the next month just doing that.
1: Yeah. Do you know one thing? My kids are great in the kitchen. Um, yeah. They're all, all three of them are actually fantastic in the kitchen. And one of the things with lockdown, when we first went in there, they were making desserts every night. So it was like, you know, we ended up almost with lockdown belly over those first two weeks where you're eating these desserts every <laughs> night. But like you said, all it. of those things are amazing. Getting more time to spend with your family. I mean, we've, our dog and our bird at the moment love everyone being home. Oh, you can yeah. See the I the because they're two very social a animals. Have you ever had a bird? What kind of
0: bird have uh, you
1: got? Cockatiel. Oh, gorgeous. So I've had to put it up the other end now because it makes too much noise if it's in the background. Like <laughs> you just hear this bird going nuts in the background. But well, yeah, they're cute. both they're both very very social animals, and you can yeah. tell there's a huge difference when everyone's home. Yeah. But, but yeah, spending more time with your family it's it's definitely it's great. I think it's it's um, there's huge opportunities for those things that we may not have done before because we were too off too busy off like trying to you know work was the most important thing or something else was taking all of our attention. And we were very, just, I think, very chaotic, even as a society. Yeah. All the Russian clutter.
0: And yeah. usually that, usually that's disguising a pattern that you don't want to look at. And you know, maybe that's why people are finding right now so hard because all that's exposed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you can be, there's a, I always talk about the difference between being busy and productive when people go, Oh, I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. I've got so much on, but then that can be very chaotic in itself. The, correct the business so, can be a bit of a, a badge of honor but like you said then yeah when, then when that busyness disappears yeah and then you've got to sit with the stillness you got to is, sit
0: with the stuff and sometimes meditation you 101 to, sometimes you just got to sit in the crap as well yeah. and maybe that that's being exposed in relationship within ourselves all that stark shadow stuff that we you know push down and we get so busy so maybe the word pineapple can also be within our relationships so Use it with your partner or your sister or whoever friendships to, um, you know, to just to remind yourselves. Hey, you know, if you if you can have um, open communication communication of what you each need to feel happy and fulfilled in the relationship, and a word pineapple can be a way to remind the other person when they're forgotten. And it's just quick word pineapple, and it's like, oh yeah, I know. And then you just know your languages of love or whatever it is. And I think the word pineapple can be used just even just for ourselves, to remind ourselves, oh, I'm in my head again, I'm thinking of the future too much, I'm thinking of the past, I'm not being kind to myself. It's very, very powerful to catch yourself in that moment and to choose who do I want to be um, in this moment. And and that is a choice. That's empowering. We have so much power and we are so powerful. Every thought, every word, every choice either empowers us or disempowers us.
1: Mm. Was there anything in, in the first lockdown that you wanted to achieve or execute that you didn't quite do that now has bubbled back up to want to maybe have a go at it for a second time? Because I, I had a moment where uh, it was like, oh, you've got an opportunity now to, you know, to reignite some of those other things that I was, you know, trying to get off the ground in the last one.
0: I reckon I did too much because I wrote and (laughs) shot my entire online course, which I'm so glad I did. Um, But, and I didn't have enough time. And by the end of it, it was like rush, clutter, whoa, Um, but it was really, really productive and that was good. So in this lockdown, whilst now I'm making sure my book gets to the publishers and that's going to be a lot of work within itself, I'm making sure that well, okay, I'm going to do that for half a day, but the other day, half of the day I'm going to slow down and not just keep myself busy for the sake of it because I'm so overwhelmed. Because that's my pattern. I usually fill out my diary and it's a, it used to be a badge of honour how busy I
1: was. And mm, I was that mm,
0: person that would go, I'm mm. so busy. I just, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm, I make sure I don't say that anymore.
1: Yeah, so I get you know? such a dopamine hit from ticking things off a list. So I love yeah. it when a list is just gets down to to nothing. There's emptiness I actually quite enjoy. Like when there's, yeah, when things are full, I don't, I don't find that. Yeah. Like it it can be a bit too much, but I, uh, interestingly with a bit of a running joke, I, a lot of my clients, not a lot, I have a lot of uh, yoga instructors as clients and a bit of a a running joke is that I've actually never done a yoga class in my life. So one of my goals in that first lockdown was that I was going to do some yoga sessions and I didn't get around to it. So I'm going to put this out there to the world and to the public now that during (laughs) this time I have to do one yoga class before whatever it is, August 16th. So before this.
0: There's lots of apps. Like there's Centre by. um, Oh, believe
1: you me, I've I've had a look at it plenty of times. It's It's just
0: doing it. It's just doing it.
1: So I need to execute a yoga class in the next little bit. So what else, uh, anything else that you wanted to sort of cover with some of this stuff?
0: So whilst it's a good opportunity to make changes in your life, the other thing I like to do, and just another tip to throw in that I just thought of now, is do something that scares you every day because you've got to remind yourself what you're capable of. And it doesn't mean like something ridiculously scary like, you know, something dangerous. It just means... Do something that you normally would shy away from or put on the bottom of your to-do list or, you know, just put that at the top and start your day like that. And then you're going to remind yourself, wow. And, you know, there's a lot of growth opportunity in this time. Use it. Because a month we be gone like this. And Mm -hmm. who knows, it might go on for longer. And we don't know that though. All we know is right now, it might be the next month. Um, And so use this time to, um, yeah, do something that scares you every day.
1: And what might that be for you? What would be one of those things?
0: Oh, it might be pitching something to Mm -hmm. a company that I'm scared of, you know. I might be um, starting webinars, which I've really, really have been wanting to do for so long, but I just haven't done it for some reason. It's just there must be something about it that scares me, so
1: I need to do it. Isn't it interesting with a lot of that stuff, especially when, you know, you're like uh, together the way we, we work and you educate people and things like that, there's that there's that fear that what if no one turns up but then there's the other side of it well what if a thousand well, just really people That's really big turn yeah I know. <laughs> so it's like that's you've so got funny. you've got the one thing of oh, what if nobody turns up but then what if a thousand people rock up to it and that's an interesting thing about some of those online webinars is that you could be jam packed you know talking to you know, hundreds of people, which is really cool. So again, that's where that amygdala comes into. It'll find five negatives for every one positive. And you've got to make sure you focus on that one positive that, Hey, I can help so many people with this and it could be an amazing success. And that's where you talk about with that pineapple stuff. We've got to lock onto that and focus on that when, and be able to filter out or defrag all of that negative self-talk.
0: Yeah. And when you use the word pineapple, make sure you also use it in the most powerful way that I, that it's designed for, which is exposing what you're believing. What you believe is what matters and it's usually very deep and subconscious. And if something uncomfortable comes up because you need the word pineapple, you're using it for an uncomfortable feeling or a negative reaction that you've noticed you've dropped into, then you can ask yourself, well, what, what what am I believing? Why am I reacting in this way? And then you can question it again and say, well, um, is this even true? Byron Katie talks a lot about that mm-hmm. question, that query. And that's where journaling or automatic writing can be really important. Because when you start exposing what you're believing, and this is what been like bamboo means, you can start to challenge it and to change your mind about it. And then when you change your mind about what you're believing, here's your goals you but if you're if there's an inner conflict there it starts to shift it starts to shift and then when you do something that scares you every day you show yourself you show yourself no i want this and i am worthy or i believe it can be possible and right now we just need to believe in possibility and the more we all collectively as a community and as as a globe if we start to believe in the positive we'll start to stick together more we'll do the right things we won't have as much conflict of you know rebellion and people responding in ways that mm. is quite destructive. How can we just you know be there for each other and be there for ourselves and you know be kinder? So yeah, let the word pineapple allow you to catch yourself in those moments so you can exp- and you might expose positive beliefs. You might go, wow, actually, um, I'm doing a really good job of this, and that's where you can be more the light for the people around you.
1: Yeah, and visually, I think that pineapple in the background there, you know, that could go on the ultra or even somewhere around the house just to give you that yeah. visual. You know, you talk about post it notes and, and little yeah. visual cues because the brain. Or wristband, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the brain is great at looking at something like that pineapple and then it understands what all this represents. So rather than having, say, a pi- paragraph of what the pineapple effect is, just having that pineapple can uh, be a huge, huge prop. To, uh, to initiate that change. My in the clients body.
0: love it. It has helped them to change huge mm. things within themselves. My gorgeous um, client, PR, she found an amazing pineapple ring. Yeah. <laughs> she said it to me and I was like, oh, this is amazing. I have to get it. Um, but no, it, it, for different ways for each of us, it's going to work differently. And I just hope that you know, it really helps our listeners today just to use that word pineapple to just, you know, help them to, you know, bring themselves back into the moment where they're going to be in their most creative state. But who knows? We'd love to hear from mm. you guys to see how the word pineapple has has helped you, um, and we'd love to feature those stories as well, and maybe even get them on to talk about it. That would be cool. Um,
1: uh, anything
0: else? I think we're good. I think yep. that I think we covered everything. I think, um, you know, I just everyone you're doing a good job everyone just out there just just take the t- chance to do less create more space in your life and use the word pineapple to remind you of what you know when when you know when you get lost
1: yeah pay path. attention to your thoughts your emotions your body sensations and they'll help yeah. you just understand what's going on around you
0: yeah absolutely no no today was a great great topic you know it excites me this pineapple word so I'm glad we spoke about it
1: Great. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. So until next time, stay safe. And may the force be with you.